always, welcome to Celebrating 60-something. I'm glad you decided to come back. Thanks for being here. Get yourself a coffee, a Diet Coke, a kombucha, or whatever you like. Or, since this is a podcast, continue on decorating the Christmas tree or driving to work, maybe folding laundry, or just relaxing on the sofa. This is the great thing about a podcast. You don't have to stop what you're doing to listen, or you can if you want to. Either way, I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you'll keep coming back. Okay, so this is not going to be the podcast where we figure out how much you're going to get when you retire or how to apply for Social Security. I'm not going to tell you where the 10 best places to retire are or whether or not you should have that knee surgery. Nope. Although we may touch on a couple of those things if the subject comes up while we're talking about something else. There are enough sites out there to cover those things, and frankly, those things are just plain boring. It doesn't mean they aren't necessary or we can forget about dealing with them. It just means that you're not going to find the answers to those types of questions here on Celebrating 60-something. Heck no! We have much more provocative questions to explore, many more captivating topics to discuss, lots of intriguing discussions to engage in. So let's get started and you'll see what I mean. When I was young, about 12 or 13 years old, wearing nylons, as they were called at the time, was a big thing. I remember wanting to wear them to an after-school dance, but I was embarrassed and afraid to ask my mother if I could. I don't know why. Maybe because my mother had a way of making me feel embarrassed about growing up. I don't know. I'm not even going to discuss starting my period. But anyways, I did not get up the nerve and I went to the dance with scaly, wintry, probably hairy legs. My friends all came wearing nylons because they apparently had better relationships with their mother than I did. I don't remember how or when, but I did eventually secure a garter belt and some nylon stockings. Do you remember how you would get a run in one so you would try to match the good one that was left over with a good one from another pair? The garter belt was an uncomfortable thing to have under a dress all day, and I never did get used to it. I say dress because, yes, we had to wear dresses to school every day. But we didn't wear nylons to school necessarily. We actually wore knee socks with our dresses, except for if it was a dressy occasion. Then we wore the nylons. Even so, there were plenty of occasions to wear nylons and a dress, even when I was in college, because I wore dresses all through my college years. It changed a few years later, but I never, ever wore pants to school. Yes, I am that old. But anyway, shortly after getting somewhat used to the garter belt, I was in a play, and a group of us girls had a little can-can number. Our leader said she would get us all a pair of petty pants, as we called them, so we all matched. Now, petty pants were like a slip, except they were split like a pair of pants, and they could be worn either under a dress or with a culotte-type pants. Well, the director of our little play couldn't get the petty pants, but she found the little, delicate, lacy, made-for-teenage-girls girdles, which looked like petty pants. I was so excited to have this thing that felt secure versus the four strips of elastic that ran from my waist to my thighs. Everything fit smoother and looked nicer. And I was a fan of the lightweight, delicate girdle for a couple of years. Now, we're not talking the heavy-duty, iron-clad, armor kind of thing that my mother and aunts wore. Anyway, I was a fan of this thing before pantyhose came on the scene. Pantyhose. And that's what I want to talk about today. They were awesome, and they were introduced on the scene at about the same time as that little girdle thing I was telling you about. One-piece hose that ran from your toes to your waist. Underneath was even smoother than with the girdle. I only found them uncomfortable if I got the wrong size, 
and being so tall, that was easy to do. But the right size was hardly even noticeable to me. I had a scar on my leg from falling on some deer antlers while being chased by a rooster. True story. When I was a little girl. And another scar from a skiing accident. And both stories I'll save for another day. But anyway, because of these scars, I liked wearing pantyhose because they masked them and made my legs look better. I loved pantyhose and I wore them a lot since we wore dresses to almost everything back then. In fact, hose were required for some of the jobs and positions that I've had over the years. I've been an avid pantyhose-wearing woman for many, many years. Fast forward to today. Women do not wear pantyhose. Not even women our age. They have bare legs. We all know fashion is directed toward young, slender girls who look darling in a miniskirt or a flowy, flirty dress. Girls are young women who have even skin tones and no varicose veins, and they don't bruise easily. Girls with legs that aren't dimpled or scarred or fat or bony. But I'm 60. I'm 60-something. And I'm not confident with bare legs. And now, I'm not confident in pantyhose either. I feel they date me and make me look like a frump in the younger generation's eyes and in the eyes of many my own age. I volunteer in my church with a couple of ladies several years younger than I am, and they do not wear pantyhose. In fact, they hate them. But my legs are not what they used to be, and they don't look as good as theirs do. These are the legs of a grandma. They have little purple spider veins here and there. The skin above my knees is crepey, and my skin is dry. I see women my age with bare legs, and they look pretty good, and I see others, and I think, she should wear pantyhose. Of course, I'm savvy enough to know not to wear hose with open-toed shoes or sandals. I've had surgery on my toes more than once, and my second toe doesn't match the other toe on the other foot, and it looks a bit funny in open-toed shoes. But still, there are occasions when I want to wear those cute little strappy sandals or dress shoes. But my bare legs at this age, not that attractive. Then I came across the perfect answer. The perfect answer for me, anyway. There are pantyhose that have open toes and fit between your big toe and second toe like a pair of flip-flops. Did you know that? Most of my summer hose have a strip that covers that area, so I have smooth, even-toned, vein-hidden legs, and my toes are open. That doesn't change the fact that they are pantyhose, and many women my age refuse to wear them. Am I being frumpy? But who sets the rules anyway? Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, has a very polished and timeless style. I think she looks fabulous in whatever she wears, and she wears tights, as they call them in the UK. In fact, most women in the UK, whatever age they are, wear tights, at least in the winter months. I figure Kate Middleton is young, is a fashion icon, is married to the future King of England, for heaven's sakes, so if she can wear pantyhose and get away with it, I should be able to at my age, right? So I decided to do a search on Kate Middleton's pantyhose. Okay, tights. I found that she likes John Lewis's barely there non-slip tights that have little gel cushions on the bottom of the feet and sell for around $33 a pair. She also likes Wolford Naked 8 pantyhose, which are around the same price. Since I wear a pair of pantyhose about twice, three times at the most before I get a snag or a run in it, that's probably not going to work for me. But I did find some tights online straight from England that claim to be sheer and almost invisible, just like Kate's. In fact, that's what the ad says. They were about $15 a pair, so I decided to try them. And they will arrive shortly, and I will report on my findings. So, my question to you is, what do you do? Do the women listening to this podcast go with bare legs, or do you wear pantyhose? 
or do you do both depending on the circumstances or the weather? I would really like to know, and my hunch is that there are other women out there who struggle with this dilemma too. Just because we're 60-something doesn't mean we have to look frumpy. But are pantyhose frumpy? Or on a woman our age, are bare legs frumpy? I don't know, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting my UK tights to see if they truly are almost invisible. And if they are, my problems might just be solved. But that brings up another issue. Leggings. Should women our age wear leggings? If we do, are we trying too hard? Are we trying to be too young? If we don't, are we being old-fashioned and frumpy? Or does it depend on our body type, or our height, or our weight? Now, I've gone around and around with this question and have come to my own conclusions. Yes, sometimes I do wear leggings, but I have my own set of rules, and I will tell you about those in just a minute. But first, let me define exactly what leggings are. Leggings are like tights, only heavier. They are thicker material and are more opaque than tights. They are definitely a step up from the old stretch pants of the 60s and are made of materials that include spandex. Because of the spandex, they're very comfortable to wear, so of course women in their 60s love them because of their comfort. But are we wearing them correctly? And is there a right or a wrong way to wear leggings? I've heard some women say, you can wear whatever you want as long as you like it. And that's true, but that doesn't mean it looks good on us. If you don't care what people think about what you look like, you are good to go. But if you do want to be seen as nicely dressed, and you do want things to fit properly, there are a few rules to follow. At least, I think so. Rule number one. Leggings are not tights, so please do not wear tights as if they are leggings. We can see through your tights and know what color of underwear you have on, even if your leggings are black. You usually get what you pay for in leggings, so make sure your leggings are thick enough to be considered pants and not tights. I have some that are fleece-lined, and I love them in the winter. Rule number two. Make sure they fit properly and come up high enough on your waist to stay put when you are bending over. Again, we will know what color of underwear you're wearing if you bend over and your waistband of your leggings slides down and reveals more of your backside than you would like, or we would like to see. Which brings me to rule number three. Wear a longer tunic-type top with leggings. I prefer mine to hit somewhere between my knee and my mid-thigh, no higher. And if you're going to wear a shorter top, at least make sure it covers the top of your inseam. I was just trying to avoid saying the word crotch, but you know what I mean. And make sure that it covers all of your backside with a little room to spare. It often looks disproportionate to have leggings with a shorter top, so choose a longer top. Again, these are my opinions. If you do wear a shorter top, maybe cover it with a longer cardigan sweater. Rule number four, wear a loose, not tight fitting top. Women our age usually prefer loose tops to cover some of our not so flattering bumps and bulges. When leggings or tops are too tight, we look heavier and our shape less flattering than if we have on a little something with extra room. Now, I don't want to look like a sausage squeezed into a casing. I want to look more like a pig in a blanket swathed in a loose fitting wrap. Okay, neither one of those analogies were good, were they? <laughs> Suggestion number five. If you are a little on the puffier and fluffier side, and who wouldn't like to lose a few pounds at our age, you might prefer wearing joggers instead of leggings. Joggers are more loose-fitting than leggings, but more snug-fitting than the old sweatpants. They are made of lightweight, breathable material, and they're some of my favorite pants to wear. 
They're super, super comfortable. There's no pulling or tugging that sometimes happens with tighter fitting pants. And they're usually made of super comfortable material. I wear mine year round. Then there are jeggings. Jeggings are a little looser than tights, not quite as snug, but the difference is in the fabric. Jeggings are heavier fabric and give the illusion of skinny jeans and are considered a tad bit dressier. So moving on, and you'll notice I have moved from rules to suggestions. Suggestion number six. I prefer basic colors for leggings, usually black or gray, with a more colorful top, scarf, or jewelry. If you like geometric or flowered leggings, I suggest you wear a plain colored, longer top. The plain colored top allows you to see the pattern and colors of the leggings, but it isn't competing with them, and the longer top shows just enough of the leggings but keeps them from overwhelming the whole look. And what do you think? I would really love to hear what you think. I'll read some of your responses on this podcast if you email me at celebrating60something at gmail.com and 60 is spelled out S-I-X-T-Y. You don't have to agree with me. I would just like to know what you think about pantyhose and leggings. And maybe I'll post something on Facebook too and we can have a conversation there. I just, I really don't know. I wear them sometimes and feel frumpy. I don't wear them other times and feel frumpy. So I could really use some help. See? No boring retirement discussions here. Oh no, we have much bigger topics to tackle. Anyway, that's it. That's all. Until next time, keep your chin up. It helps diminish the jowls. Eyes forward. It makes you look confident. And your feet on the ground because really it is so much better than in the air taking a tumble. Thanks for visiting. Just put your cup in the sink before you close the back door on your way out. And I will see you next time. Bye now. Bye now.